0: El Camino People, the podcast, episode 17. Ultrella, fellow pilgrims, I am José Martínez, your pilgrim buddy, and this is El Camino People, the podcast. Today, in our show, I'm joined by Bradley Chamberside, he's a podcaster and Camino Santiago author. We will be talking about his book, about his Pilgrim's podcast. Our friend Bradley is original from the UK, but he's been living for a while in Spain, where he discovers, I guess, his love for the Camino de Santiago. Today we will talk about what led him into the Camino, what led him also into starting a Camino podcast like us, and also about his book. You know, his book is not one of those common books about the Camino, one of those, you know, super, I would say, deep stories. It's more about a fun way to to look at the Camino de Santiago. And, you know, I think it's totally worth uh, checking out. The name of the book is The Only Way is West, you know, the Camino's all the way west. When we was walking, we were always singing the the song from the Pet Sot Boys, Go West. And that will be what we will discover today. On the latest news about the Camino, you know Spain is still on lockdown for many of the states, so not many pilgrims walking. few pilgrims arriving to Santiago every other day, but not as common. So I guess we will have to wait and we are getting closer. Remember, on January 1st, the main gate of the, ca- the the cathedral will be open, and that will mean that the Sacobillo 2021 has started. So, till that day, we start right now with the interview to Bradley, the host of Pilgrim's Podcast. I hope you enjoy it. So, welcome one more time to El Camino People, the podcast. Today, we have a podcast with a podcaster. With us is Bradley Chermside, and he's the host of El Camino de Santiago Pilgrim Podcast. How are you doing, Bradley? Oh,
1: the better for hearing your voice, Jose.
0: It's so nice to hear another podcaster, another Camino lover, and another lover of you know sharing the, the beauty of the Camino that, <laughs> that we have nowadays, and that we need, I think, more than ever to spread right now. I don't know, how do you think?
1: I couldn't agree more. I mean, having to stay indoors, dreaming of being out there on the Camino, I think we need as many opportunities to escape reality as it is at the moment and that dreaming of the Camino definitely provides that for us.
0: I know. It's one of the things, you know, uh, I was reading some, kind of some numbers the other day and they say that 45% of people that walk the Camino once will repeat in their lives. Well,
1: I am one of those 45% for sure.
0: How many times have you walked so far? Wow!
1: Well, uh, in total, um, I think it's, um, I think it's, I've been on the Camino now, I think it's five
0: times. No, not bad, not bad. I think, you know, the other day they were talking about some guy that was like already done the Camino like 80 something times or something crazy like that. I hope one day I have the time, the money and the, and the health to do it.
1: I want to be that guy, that's for sure. He is who I want to be.
0: So by your accent, we can tell that you're from from the UK, but you don't live in the UK. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, well, I, I am now, I'm originally from the UK, uh, a place that has a very notorious reputation. It's infamous, but um, <laughs> it's, it's called Essex, and um, I moved from Essex to Spain, and I'm now living in in the Canary Islands in Tenerife.
0: What a beautiful place to to be right now, I guess, no? The weather must be beautiful.
1: The weather is incredible all year round. They call it the Island of Eternal Spring. Wow. And I think we're about 22 degrees today. The sun's shining. Nice sea breeze coming in through the windows. And thankfully, we have um, coronavirus cases that are under control here. Very much so. Um, I think it was yesterday's new tally was only like 37 new positive cases. So yeah. it's under control here. Maybe by the 26th of April, we'll be allowed out to do an hour of sport. And maybe the kids who probably need it more than anyone will be yeah. allowed out as well.
0: Well, they're they probably the ones I'm like, I, I can tell the kids and the the older people, you know, we were talking the other day with my, with my auntie and she was already like already, you know. We, we can stay at home, but I'm like the elder and the youngest, I'm like, they're the ones that need to get out and, and breathe and spread. But let's hope that at least for the 26th, there can be some kind of like time to be a lo- outside or something like they're doing in other countries, you know, by, by the, the identification number or something. But it seems like we're going to be here a little longer, so better be prepared.
1: Yeah, we have to make the most of it. There's so much stuff we can do in two weeks, Jose.
0: I know it's been incredible I've been non-stop I have been nonstop. i do not know you but with me you know I woke up at six exercise I've been working all day I finish at 7 p.m. with the lives on Instagram and then I go to bed like destroy every day so I don't have time to think about anything else other than Camino yeah you're, you're using it as an opportunity which is great to hear so tell us a little bit. How did you found out about the Camino de Santiago? I know you know. What, that's, we were, I've been talking with a couple of, of pilgrims, you know, and one of the things that I, I don't, I don't, I don't get to 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 know why it's in you know the Camino is big in Italy. It's big in the, big in Germany, France, even in Ireland. But in the UK, there is not really a big you know amount of people that comes from the UK to to do to walk the Camino, even though you have the connection, you know, of the whole old days of you know. Uh, boats going into into Galicia or the stuff. Do you know why isn't that connection being made yet or or why is that reason?
1: Why isn't the U, why isn't the Camino so popular in the UK? That's the yeah.
0: question. As it was one of the few countries, you know, in, in, in Europe, I'm like in Ireland it's huge. Germany, Italy, even but there isn't many, many UK or even Scotland or Wales pilgrims coming in with the numbers and with the proximity and being as easy as it is to arrive to Spain?
1: Well I know there is a confraternity of St. James that is active in England Mm -hmm. and um, I think in Germany maybe they've had some quite a few movies and and documentaries and books written by famous Germans Mm -hmm. Um, you know there's the one by Hate Kirkling,
0: I'm yeah. off there. Yeah, that's one so, of the I, f- famous ones from from the from the Yeah, there's always some kind of trigger, you know, from from Americans was the, the movie The Way, from the Germans, exactly. as you say, what what the book. The Koreans have their own book also. But there's nothing we do with with Brits. I don't know why.
1: Well, um that's maybe the bridge to I can gap. Who
0: knows? <laughs> <laughs> maybe you are the one that's gonna break it. Who knows? Hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so, so how did you find out about the Camino? Since when did you know about the, 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 this walk in Spain?
1: Okay, well, this is a nice story, Jose. Sit back, relax, and enjoy it. Um, long story short, I was, here. I was on the tube in London, and I got onto the wrong train. Oh. And I, and I got off of that train, and as I did so, I heard someone shouting my name. Long story short, on that wrong train that I got onto was someone, an old friend of mine I hadn't seen in in three years, and he had just walked the Camino. And wow. this old, this you know, this this old proverb that the Camino provides, well, the Camino provided me with the information that I needed at that moment to go and look for answers for lots of questions I had about my personal and professional life. So, long story short, thanks to that. Freak encounter with an old friend on the london underground on the wrong train where i met the right person and the rest is history one year later i was walking the camino
0: ho, ho, I'm like, it, you know the camino never stops impressing me the other day i, I was doing an, an interview for the podcast for for a lady that walked the camino also she's now you know been walking a couple of times and you know what we were in santiago on our first camino on the first day we arrived at the same almost you know time to Dobradoiro. Isn't it weird?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, as you would say in uh, in Spanish. Que casualidad, no? Like yep. what a crazy, yeah.
0: It is amazing. So you did you know about the camino before you got you met your old friend, or was something that you just heard about, you know, a little bit maybe when a school or something like that?
1: You know what? Before that I had heard of the Camino, but I hadn't really given it much attention uh-huh. because I, I read The Pilgrimage by Palo Cuelo. Oh. Um, and and I had read The Alchemist before that. So as a result of reading The Alchemist, I thought, oh, I, I really like this guy's book. So uh, I picked up The Pilgrimage, which didn't didn't grab me and hook me as much really? as The Alchemist. For me, it was a little bit difficult to...
0: The, the Alchemist to in... or The Pilgrim?
1: The, the, the Alchemist, I loved.
0: Oh, okay, okay. The, pil-
1: the Pilgrimage, it's very... Delves deep into the occult and esoteric nature of the trial, which is interesting, but he does lots of daily rituals and, and I, um, spiritual practices, which um, are quite different, shall we say. and distinct. I have to agree
0: 100% with you. You know, this is one of my biggest dreams to be able to interview Paul Coelho, because I do love The Alchemist. It's one of the books that if, you know, all my friends that don't have it, I will get it from them as a present. It's one of those books that i read every year, you know, like The Little Prince or... There's some books that they always have something to tell you. But with The Pilgrim, it took me a while to get into it. I don't know if it was what you were saying, you know, all the rituals or the, the, non, the, the, the atmosphere of the book is, is totally different.
1: Yeah, it's a very, very different book and a different feeling, different takeaways. And, and in many ways, you can tell it's his first book because The Alchemist, mm-hmm. I think shows how he evolved from that first book to totally to the, the the yeah the alchemist
0: so you know about the camino a little bit then you talk with your friend suddenly in the middle of nowhere appears and he walked the camino and he's exactly biking, back in london and you guys met in the subway and then you start thinking about the camino again exactly one year later i was going so how was the time from the day you talk with your friend to the day you start walking the Camino? What, what happened there? And I'm like, did you start thinking right away? There was something in your life. You know, we always say that there are always those Camino triggers in life that, and those, you know, the, in one of the interviews we talk with Christian, he's from the Camino backpack, and he talks, he has done a research about the, the types of pilgrims. So I guess what kind of pilgrim are you? You are the one that is, you are not 60 or 70, so you are not the ones that is kind of like finishing their life. So you are one of the other three. So what kind of pilgrim are you?
1: Well, in many ways, I I was the searching pilgrim, let's say that, because I was looking for answers, Mm -hmm. what to do with my professional life. I was um, a football coach.
0: Wow. For like a professional team? I've been doing that
1: for 10 years. I had my own company. Elementary schools. Uh That was the 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 Very enjoyable, but you come to a point where you need to evolve. Yeah. Uh, And there was only two directions I could evolve in. One was a was a financial direction.
0: I'm having some problems hearing you. I don't know why.
1: Lots and lots of of money. Okay. My. Just going in. Is that any better?
0: Uh, Yeah, Ryan, much better. Hello. Yep, yeah, perfect.
1: Okay. Um, so I had some professional decisions. In my personal life I was in a little bit of a mess as well. So it seemed like a good time to break some negative cycles mm-hmm. and get some new perspectives.
0: So nice. Yeah, I think we found, you know, lately so many people that they're in the same situation in life, you know, and I think the Camino provides that kind of time for for answers and for for thinking and for, you know, looking back and forward and and everything that goes in your life. So how did you end up, you know, deciding, yeah, I'm like, it's time to walk. Did you plan it or was suddenly one day, you know, I'm like, I'm done. Today is the day I'm going to be walking. In March. No, I'm still having problems with the audio.
1: It's uh it's been okay so far, so
0: okay now I don't know what happened. Can you hear me? Right, okay. I've got the same perfectly. Yeah, okay. Let's Hello. Yeah, now I think.
1: Let's try that. Okay.
0: Perfect. So um
1: I started walking I made the decision in March Mm -hmm. and I started walking in june over prepared and i took way too much stuff with me
0: <laughs> i too think much that
1: stuff. My... My was so heavy by the time i
0: i can hear... I even
1: left saint-jean-pierre de paul i
0: i can hear only three of every five words you say i don't know why
1: oh, okay um let to maybe I'll try to go to this room, see if there the connection's any better here. Now I can hear you How perfect. is this?
0: Now I can hear you perfect, yeah.
1: I think maybe the connection isn't so good. Uh, or oh, it's not coming through. Let me just sit here. Um, okay, so,
0: um,
1: is that any better?
0: Yeah, so much, Like at least for now, but I, I, we didn't have any problem till now, and we've been talking for half an hour almost, so I don't know. You know, these internet connections now with everybody plugging into the Netflix, Amazon, everything, they just fluctuate sometimes. So, yeah,
1: okay. Let's um, hope it goes better. So, yeah, I, I made the decision in March and mm-hmm. I
0: went in June. And how and did I you des- way too much stuff. Why did you decide to do the, the French Camino? Like, it's one of the questions that I always ask people, you know, with so many Caminos, at the end, everybody's almost, you know, 90% of the people is led to the, to the French. Why, in your case, the French?
1: In, in all honesty, I didn't even know the other Caminos existed. I just, <laughs> I just okay. knew that was the famous trowel that most people walked. And, uh-huh. and I, I saw John Briley's guidebook that okay. talked about the Camino Frances. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was like, yep, yeah, that's the one I'm going to walk. That's the famous one. That's where uh, the movie, the Ways all mm-hmm. about. And, and yeah, so off I went.
0: I guess being a, a a soccer coach, I'm like a football coach yourself. I'm like you were quite in shape, You were quite sportive. I'm like so it wasn't a, a big deal for you in in physically the challenge. No. Uh,
1: yes, and no. I mean, there's nothing can prepare you for walking twenty kilometers per day if you'd never mm-hmm. done that before. So yeah. it doesn't matter how much running around or kicking football you do. Um, walking that first. 20 kilometers up into the Pyrenees. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a shock to the system, no matter
0: what. Yeah, I think, he, and now comes the, the, the question, how do you decide at Saint-Jean or Roncesvalles? Because, you know, it's one of the things we were talking, and I talked with every pilgrim, you know, and when I did the Camino myself, it was one of the, the, the first questions that you have to to, to answer yourself, you know, start Ronces Roncesvalles or start in Saint-Jean.
1: Uh, it's, it's easy. I love the idea of walking across the border.
0: Me too. Me, that was the, yeah. the main reason. I'm like, if I'm going to do the Camino, I have to cross over to Spain, you know, like the all the, the gods or Nap- even Napoleon did. Or, um, and I think, I don't know if you agree with me, that it's one of the experience that it's it changes the view of the Camino when you have such a hard day on the first day. It totally gives you a different perspective.
1: Yeah, and in many ways, it makes those days afterwards and those kilometers afterwards, you appreciate them more because they're not as difficult.
0: mm mm-hmm. Totally. So how was your first day with uh, your backpack full of things that you didn't need? Uh,
1: Painful. Very painful. And probably, but don't get me wrong, I loved it. I Mm -hmm. loved it. Loved every second. From from the moment that I stopped in Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port, I was already in love with the Camino before I even walked it. I just loved it the feeling around Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port. I love the atmosphere. I love bumping into other pilgrims and the sense of anticipation in the air that everyone's about to do something that maybe they'll never do again in their life mm-hmm. or they think they won't until they know that the love affair with the Camino is going to be a lifelong thing. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, it was it was painful, to be honest with you, with a, with a backpack. So much so that... Probably, I can't remember what day it was, maybe day five or six that I, I got sick. Wow. And I had to stop in a place called Villa. What was the
0: Villa Mayor. Villa Mayor de Monjardín. De Monjardín, yeah. That's on sí. day yeah. fifth after Estella. That's the, that was the day, my, my fourth night. Because we you go.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I stopped there as well, and I, I was very ill when I stayed there. And... So
0: you were at the at the Germans at the albergue.
1: There was um, yes, that's correct. Yeah, and um, I had to stay overnight, and um, well, I stayed. I was going to stay an extra night, but I got got better. But anyway, the moral of the story is that I ended up leaving behind nearly half of my belongings. I threw away some stuff and I left lots of stuff behind for other pilgrims just in case they needed it. I
0: think so that, it was, that's one of the main reasons to lead you to the podcast, so that people don't make that, uh, the same mistakes you did.
1: Absolutely. And that's a, a question, you know, we, we, we talk a lot on the podcast about, you know, how much your backpack hmm. should weigh or what's yeah. the ideal weight and what do you carry with you and um, why do you need this and should you take that and it's a, it's a mm-hmm. debate that, that goes on and on and on and it's a, in the end it boils down to personal preference but... that's
0: what i always say you know there is no one camino there is no one reason there is no one packack there is no one specific set of shoes that fits everyone my backpack in the camino was 15k for me that's nothing i'm really used to 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 go with it i carry a, you know a jet boil and even some dried pasta from changian all the way to fisterra just yes, because okay. I'm an head. I was going to carry yeah. it once it did yeah. but it was truly that on my first on my third day in Pamplona I left quite a lot of stuff behind
1: yeah yeah and um, I even brought with me a tent to I was going to use a tent but yeah. I met a gentleman in Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port who told me you know don't take the tent it's a silly idea because uh, I thought I would be wild along the way and in the end it was a great thing because one of the best things about the Camino is the
0: people you meet in the albergues. Totally. That's and... one. I did the research also. I was thinking about doing the Camino, you know, by, by 10 and doing it more more while, as you say. But at the end, I think you you are going to be missing so much of the Camino, you know, the albergues, the people, and also the laws in Spain about, you know, camping, they are quite different from state to state, so you have to be careful with that. But I think it's one of the issues, but at least if you're going to make the frances, don't carry a tent you don't need it unless you no. you don't have the money for you know for albergas or any other reason but hmm. I mean the, 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 the,
1: the, now I think for the Camino you would need 30 euros per day.
0: I Agreed. think that, would, that with, would be
1: comfortable.
0: yeah I did my Camino with 30 and with some days restaurant with some days private albergues. with you know we were having breakfast. tortilla de patatas and cafe con leche every day of course and with 30 euros if you have your your days of you know just going to the supermarket and your pasta day in the in the albergues you are are you're gonna make it more than than clear yeah exactly and that
1: that um that breakfast of tortilla de patata and and cafe con leche napoletana whatever you know you're in the little pueblitos Mm -hmm. and you're in the little towns and you know, some places that that won't even cost you five euros. So. It is. I'm
0: like for, for foreigners, it's super cheap. I'm like I, I was surprised, you know, when when people come and, and the first part of the Camino. I'm from Pamplona, so people is like, oh, but this is so cheap, and like Pamplona is one of the most expensive places of the Camino. The whole Navarra. Be ready yeah. when you get to La Rioja, and they're gonna give you free food just for a beer that cost one euro. So the Camino is really cheap. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and even in Galicia, they give you with uh, each. In Galicia, um, Mm-hmm. yeah with each drink you get a you know if we consume more you get like,
0: um, yeah, like little a like a
1: little tapas yeah, and if you know great.
0: and if you know the good places that we will be talking about hopefully if you you know in the future you can even get a whole lunch i know a couple of places in galicia that they will give you three four tapas just with one drink or two drinks and and you can have a full meal for like two euros three euros yeah
1: yeah definitely you can 30 euros is definitely enough to totally. the camino mm-hmm. per day
0: 30, and comfortably as well comfortably yeah totally so how was your experience when you started Camino? Like you, you have those crazy days, you know, you have to take a day off kind of like to relax and but you were able to, to come back. How was the Camino from from, Villa from Mayor
1: From Villa Mayor it was the best month of my life, let's say. It's uh, just incredible. The, the, the mm. feeling of invincibility, the long distance walking gives you. Meeting people from all over the world of all, you know, all ages you can connect with. It doesn't matter what your societal background is. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter what you do, what your job is. As soon as you're on the Camino, it's a level playing field. You're all sharing the same goal, the shame, same, sharing the same pain. And I reveled in it. And I wish that every day could be like that. Let's say that much. And for me, I, I enjoyed the physical challenge as well. I got a bit carried away. I, I took one rest day in Logroño as well mm-hmm. because I had very bad blisters, really, really bad blisters. But after that, my blisters recovered, and I did some shorter days, and I did some longer days. I did some days which were uh, – I did maybe a 58-kilometer day. Wow. Um I did uh, 55 a fifty-five kilometer day, um, just to see if my body could do that kind of stuff, uh-huh. and it was it was fun. It was a bit silly, but it was fun, and yeah, I yeah. only did that twice.
0: I guess but, like uh, the Camino is the perfect environment, you know, if you're a sportive and you like that kind of stuff. I'm like just to challenge yourself because you can really stop anywhere. You can get a taxi. You can. There's not really, you know, for mm. people that is healthy, there's no no much of a problem, but. I think one of, you, you know, you touch base on a thing that is really important is those short and those long days. We usually did the work the same way. You know, some days we will, just, you know, do a longer one so we can arrive, for example, to to, to Burgos or León and just walk 10K and be in Burgos and enjoy the whole day instead of taking a whole day off. So once you play with the kilometers and no stay with it, with the average 22, 23 or whatever it is, and in the first yeah. you can play and you can mismatch, you know, albergues, places and everything. It lets you a lot of, you know time to play other things that's other caminos you have to stay with it with the average etapas
1: yeah i mean it, it depends on obviously the other caminos. like on the camino Portugues, for example between porto uh, between lisbon and porto hmm. you don't have many options of places to stay no. so you have to you have to walk what the stages are and they're long stages the first days like 30k Mm -hmm. second day is 30k and it's tough it's really really tough so sometimes you have you don't have a choice but Mm -hmm. on the Camino Frances more often than not you have a choice and I think for me one of the one of the only things I didn't like about the Camino Frances was how busy the last 100 kilometers can become Mm -hmm. and and, um, not only how busy it becomes but also the attitude of certain big groups that can be just like we are, you know, Estamos de fiesta. it's a yeah. party mm-hmm. and some people and they're making noise loud, yeah. you know, uh, late at night and stuff like that. That's, you know, it's, it's not all perfect, but then again, neither is life. So it's not, yeah. it's not realistic to expect the Camino to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we had to say, if there was one thing that I wish, would be different about it it would be that but then again that makes those perfect days even more you appreciate them even more
0: yeah I think one of the things you know that and and I feel all, all of us that walk first time you know the Camino Frances you get that community you know even even you know sometimes we are loud sometimes we play music just sometimes you laugh sometimes you party but it's different it's your small family you know it's your small Camino there's no ever more than 30 people around you even I guess thirty, even in the summer. I walk in August, and people are like, "Oh, August is the high season," and like, not even close. It's the high season once you get to Sarria, but other than that, the whole mm. French Camino is perfect. But I agree yeah. that once you get to Sarria, this whole you know package of you know churches, schools, families, it also allows you to, to get back to to the normal life. You know how noisy everything it is, and and as you say, you know to be so happy for those days that you left behind. But also, I think you know one of the things that I tell everyone now, and it really worked for me well was walking to Muxia. You know, I think when you, when you walk the whole Camino and you get there, you can, like, get your heart broken in a way to Santiago. And like, it is amazing, but you have those days of the non-pilgrims walking, and I agree that, and I think that everybody a pilgrim in their own way, but walking to, to Muxia for me was amazing. I'm like, it gave me the time to, to really think back and, and have that closure of the Camino that maybe you don't have when you walk those last 100 BCK. I don't know if you walk to Muxia, Office Terre, or...
1: Yeah, I did. I, I went, I carried on to Finisterra after mm-hmm. Santiago. And it was, I, I haven't been to Mucha, Um but um, the last three days, the extra 100 kilometers from Santiago de Finisterra are very, very nice. Very, very nice. And like you say, you, you, you do appreciate them more because the the last 100 from Sarria to Santiago, mm-hmm. the Camino Frances, it, for me, it, it was a bit of a circus at times. Yeah. Um, But, you know, you just you get on with it. And for that reason, uh, on my last day, I decided to walk 58 kilometers from Melide. Wow. From Melide to Santiago. Because I thought if I go from Monte de Gozo, I'm just going to be walking in this kind of circus atmosphere. And I didn't really want to do that. So I thought I wanted those last 100 kilometers to be like you know, like the, the water source for the yeah. man in the desert, you know. Yeah. The... made them count. Exactly, exactly. And for me to arrive in Santiago with a big feeling and a big celebration, you know, and, and so that's why I decided to do that. But listen, um, life isn't perfect. The Camino isn't always perfect. It's not realistic to, to expect everything to be mm-hmm. absolutely perfect. So in many ways, it just adds to the experience and the character building.
0: Yeah, for me, it was the same. You know, I remember the last day, I think we were like 20K from Santiago. I don't remember where we stopped. But I told all my family, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be walking by myself. I'm going to wake up like super early. I want to arrive to Santiago alone. I don't want to see anyone in Obradoiro. I want to be the first person getting almost there. And and I almost did. I'm like, I think I arrived to Obradoiro about nine in the morning and it was mm. incredible. I'm like, the feeling of, you know, the peace. Yes. And, I, and I love Obradoiro with people, but I think for your first time, you know, for anyone that is listening, if you have to choose, you know, and you feel the same way that you and I did, you know, uh, walking the last hundred, find a way to make those those hundred count and uh, a way to, to be yourself or to walk alone. I walk during the night. I don't know. There's many ways that you can do it. As I said, you know, waking up really early or doing a, a whole stretch of 50 something K,
1: yeah, whatever fits yeah. you, but
0: find a way to finish, you know, big because you're going to love it.
1: Exactly. and. Like you say, you were the first one to arrive in the morning. I arrived in the evening. Um, I left Melide at nineteen oh four. Oh, sorry, 7, 7.04 in the in the morning. Wow! And strangely, strangely, when I walked into the pilgrim office to get my Compostela, it was seven oh four. Wow! So it was like exactly twelve hours. Door twelve to door. hours
0: and fifty some k. What what do you have for breakfast? Yeah. Octopus or what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Octopus for breakfast Do you know what? I don't think I even ate breakfast I think I just walked You and just walked walked went and
0: walked. The... Yeah, yeah
1: I, I remember stopping in some I can't remember the place uh, Name of the place I stopped in But I stopped for like a fizzy water Agua uh-huh. gas Yeah uh, Bocadillo And just boom, Like a motor You know, just kept going
0: It's the beauty with the Camino You know, it doesn't matter How some days you feel That you have the power To, to walk anywhere You know, anywhere And you just go
1: Listen the, One of the things about the Camino Is that It gives you an opportunity to challenge yourself in a way that you never did before and not only mentally but physically and knowing that you can actually go so much further than you actually thought you could. It's one of the lessons that I -hmm. took away from the Camino that if I think I can't do something, actually the Camino taught me that I can do it. I just have to believe I can do it. And I know that sounds kind of cheesy. <laughs> Maybe in Spanish you say I'm poco cursi, no?
0: Yeah, but, but, um, but, but it is but, it, it is true. Yeah. I'm like, you know. Yeah. And that's one of the things that only people that walk the Camino, and I think, you know, that's why we, when we find someone else that, that is like us, we, we can talk about hours without knowing each other. And I'm like, you and I, it's the first time we've really talked to each other. And it yeah, feels sure. like we know each other since forever. But it is it's something that the Camino has that cannot be explained. It has to be walk. It's there's it's no the
1: Camino way. magic you yeah. can
0: you can watch you know movies, you can read books, but until you walk the Camino and you walk mm. a a longer version of the Camino when you walk yeah. you know no with five six days, I don't think you get this feeling you may you may, but I don't know, I haven't done it, but if you walk thirty days you you're gonna know for sure and the people that are listening out there know for sure what we are talking about
1: mm mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: And what happened when you finished your Camino? I'm like, you were in a moment in your life, you were kind of like a changing, you know, transition that we say, looking for answers. What happened? Everything changed.
1: I moved to Spain.
0: <laughs> so that was, that, that, Spain. That, that, that was, you know, increasing your value or, or lowering your value? as a pretty... in-
1: incre- uh, You mean increasing my, my value of Spain?
0: <laughs> no, your value of yourself. I'm like, you, you know, you've been a soccer player going to Spain. It's, it's you were more valuable now. Like, what,
1: well, I had, um, unfortunately, Barcelona didn't buy me. Okay. <laughs> so, um, mm. in actual fact, I closed my company. I had oh, a, I'm
0: sorry.
1: I had a company, so I decided that wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. Uh-huh. So, um, The person that went to Spain to walk the Camino didn't come back. I came back a different person, and uh, I decided to make some big changes and do some. To do something that I always wanted to do, and that was to be a professional musician. And wow. um, I made that change. Luckily, I was able to make that change. And um, I moved. Like I said, I moved to Spain because I didn't want to live in England anymore. Uh-huh. And I fell in love with with Spain on the Camino. There's so much to love about Spanish way of life. That's so different to England.
0: It is. Uh, we are. I'm like that. One of the things that I have to say, you know, and after living in the US for a couple of years. Spanish way of life. We we have our pros and we have our cons, but at the end, it's a style that I haven't met anyone that does doesn't like the Spanish style of life. It's
1: it's very it's very sociable.
0: I think it's camino, and I'm like we are Spanish, we are like the camino. It's everything social, you know. Everything's about a good meal, about having fun, music, being you know out there and I connections. Don't know. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's about making connections for sure, and I enjoyed. I enjoyed that on the Camino. I loved, I loved my favorite time in Spain in the, on the Camino was after siesta, when, <laughs> when the world would come to life.
0: What, what, what was your favorite stages in the Camino? I'm like, do you have one of those or two or three places that you remember from your friend's Camino?
1: Well, this is going to sound like an obvious answer, but I love Santiago. I, I love the feeling of walking in Santiago. I love the bagpipes I love yeah. the
0: music. Crossing crossing that, that arch with the bagpipe playing I'm like going, for me, and
1: going down those steps into the archways where the bagpipes playing, it just you know, it gives you goosebumps.
0: Oh, I'm I'm right now, I'm like I can feel exactly, it. Exactly, yeah.
1: exactly. And the the reunions with all your pilgrims you've not seen for a few weeks mm-hmm. or days in Santiago, that's really magical. The sunset in Finisterra, when you go out to the Cape. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's it's an unbeatable feeling. It is. Um,
0: and what about such... uh, Al- albergues or any specific, you know, do you have any any memories specific? You know, I have a couple of places that I always remember when I am start thinking about my Camino. Does, you know, anything come back to your memory when you think, you know, that experience or, or people that you met?
1: Absolutely. I mean, the Grañón it's, uh, it's an incredible place. To I don't know here,
0: what we, why we all have Granion in our hearts. It's, in, it's amazing.
1: Mm. The, the, the dinner at night where everyone helps to cook and everyone helps to clean and, and the pilgrim blessing. I mean, I'm not specifically a religious pilgrim, but mm-hmm. I still took part in some of the religious ceremonies because I wanted to feel that connection and that spirit. And the sense of brotherhood and even though I don't, I couldn't say I was a Christian or I couldn't say mm-hmm. I was a Buddhist, but I could, I do believe in some kind of divine energy
0: Yeah.
1: and I couldn't personally give it a name, but I believe there is a divine supreme spirit mm-hmm. that we, we can all connect to if we do our best. And one way to do that is to be in a church. Mm-hmm. And so I enjoyed that part mm-hmm. of it. So for me, Grañón was was an incredibly unforgettable night, and I made lots of friendships and connections that night um, that have lasted me and will last me for the rest of my life.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, you touched base on something really important, Is you know, the Camino. A lot of people think that it's a sort of religious thing, and it was born, you know, as a, as a Catholic or whatever, but right now it's a place for everyone to, to be there, you know, and I, and I think the religions have become something, you know, of a way of expressing your beliefs. I really believe that everyone that goes to the Camino goes for a deeper reason that, yes, you know, sports or, or tourism or whatever, there is always something back. There is always something there. I'm like you, as you say, you know, you were looking for something, you had, you believe in something bigger. And I think those moments, you know, if it will be, you know, any other kind of, of religious temple, it will be the same. But when you go to the Camino, you go to the open mind and, and try, you know, don't be, some of the people that walk with me were a little, you know, too af- afraid of, of the religion. But I remember, you know, of them when we arrived to Santiago going maybe 3 or 4 times to to mass at the cathedral and you're like why and he's like because I feel something I don't know what it is but I feel something and it's what you say you know when you're in granion you feel something it doesn't matter what Absolutely. it is is the brotherhood is everyone together and and you have to be open minded to to be open to that and i think that's one of the things you know that everybody that is not religious doesn't you know believe us you go to a place and you visit the museums or whatever this is the same way if you're on the camino you have to try and open your heart and, and just give it a try. If it's not for you, that that's great, but yes, you know, everybody will appreciate yeah. that.
1: And that, that's, shall we say, that connection that you feel to something, shall we say, a divine energy or a supreme energy, you also feel that same vibration, that same higher level of vibration when you're walking in a forest, and especially, mm-hmm. shall we say, when you stand at Cape Finisterre and watch that sunset for your final night.
0: Yeah. That for, same
1: energy is is present there and in in the churches. For me yeah. it's all the same thing.
0: For me the, the biggest moment and I and I say this almost in every podcast, it was Muxia. I always say you know that Finisterre Finisterre is the, the place where you finish with your body, you know it's more the party place, it's more I feel a like great connection, but for me Muxia was incredible. I think there's a special kind of connection to whatever you I don't know how to call it. But when you mm. go to the, to the Virgen de la Barca, the Virgen de la Barca, it's incredible. I'm like, next time you, you have to make it because the sunset over there, and it's smaller, you know. Finisterre has become a little bigger. It's more a little more touristic, but Fis- Muxia is still just a little village of you know fishermen, and it's incredible. So sure, everyone, don't, don't go there. Just leave it for a few people. But just give it a try. I think it's worth it.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Muxia, if, if we do, if my wife and I do the Camino del Norte, this year, once everything calms down, fingers crossed, I think Muxia will definitely
0: be on the list to finish. So talking about your wife, you just got married. Congratulations. Thank you very much. How is how is life being, you know, a married man now with the coronavirus and everything? And you haven't gone <laughs> into your honeymoon. So so uh, you were telling me you are planning to do the Camino as your honeymoon?
1: Well, we were initially planning to go to Thailand, but that's probably not a good idea now.
0: No, um, yeah. even though Thailand is quite got, clear.
1: But mm, yeah. but I mean, it's still you know yeah. I, th- I think it's not yeah. sensible to no. go there anytime soon. Yeah. But we do want to do our honeymoon, and so we have been talking about doing a Caminos as soon as possible to do part of that honeymoon. And maybe it would be all the Camino del Norte mm-hmm. with our dog. Maybe not. But um, after spending, well, we've been in in quarantina now for quarantena for what seventeen? Well, more than no, three. No, we
0: are in twenty. We are on day twenty-seven or twenty-eight, something like that. I think. Mm,
1: yeah it's i think it's something like 25 26 it's crazy yeah so nearly one month i think it will be a month on saturday it'll be a month on saturday so um we 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 get on well we're getting on better than ever and um we are still talking about that that camino though so when we eventually can be let free from our domestic cages Mm -hmm. we're gonna be Doing something along
0: those lines. Is this gonna be her first camino or is she already walked no, before? Oh,
1: no, we've we've um, You already
0: walked together many times. We've
1: done the Camino Portuguese, yeah.
0: Oh, which one the coastal or the the, the inland? Inland. Okay. So the I did the, the Portuguese the coastal with the with the via the, the oh my god, I'm not gonna be able to say the name. Where they brought the the, the, the remains of St. James. Beautiful. How was the inland? I you know I haven't checked it out yet. It's beautiful. It's
1: beautiful. I mean, we live in Canaria, so all we have is uh, beach and sea. You know, we're used to that. <laughs> so we wanted to. We wanted some forest. So we we decided to take. We needed greenery. So we went for the more. Uh, yeah, through the forest, the forest route, and it is beautiful. The Keys are very, very nice people. Very humble. Um, very generous, and we we slowly but surely fell in love with the Portuguese Camino it uh-huh. grows on you huh
0: it yeah. grows on you I agree so also I'm like for so you you were a coach then you were a singer but suddenly the Camino brought you to a new kind of profession what happens when you finish your first Camino
1: well I mean um, i I always harbored a dream to write a book about the Camino and I started to Put pen to paper and then eventually I came up with a book that's called The Only Ways West. It's April the 9th, we're talking. It's one year exactly since that's, I released
0: it. That's incredible. And you know what is incredible is... also? I just figured it out. When I was walking the Camino with my Camino family, you know what was our song of the Camino? We will be singing all the time. Yeah. Go up West. Go West from go the Pets west. of Boys. Yeah. Yes, because it's We'll the be only in the way. middle of the Camino and we were go west. People were like, what the heck are you doing? I'm like it's the only way. Is the only way west. It is the only way,
1: exactly. So it's called the only way is west for that reason. And um, I think, in like I told you in our pre-interview chat, I I had no idea how this book was going to pan out. Mm-hmm. I I didn't walk the Camino, planning to write a book, but I I was sending emails and I was sending messages and and um, dictaphone commentaries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I had enough material to write something and. Um, it ended up coming, and out, coming out as kind of a light-hearted, more humorous take on the Camino, but still shows the my path from who I was to who I became, from leaving to the Camino to arriving home from the Camino, and um, thankfully, it's uh, I think it's done. It's been pretty well received, and it's giving me the motivation and validation that it's it's a potential full-time career for me when i eventually give up singing which could be so, which could be sooner rather than later because tourism just died so i
0: know and that's one of the things i think you know for for you you know and i would that come from the tourism industry with that's one of the things we have to encourage you know people and europeans to once this is over to go and and do local tourism because it's going to be the way to to recover the economy and also for us to to be to make the camino ready for next year because it's it's we are going to need more than ever the people to, to get back to the cafes, to the restaurants, to the hotels and to get the Spanish economy back as soon as possible.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you think about some of those places on the Camino, for example, we walked the Camino Portugues um, mm. in December. We only did six days because we couldn't do any more. But there was um, on, the, on the last stretch into Santiago, there is a really, really big hill, which maybe you mm. remember or not. And I didn't walk
0: that way because I went through the through the via, oh my god, the via espiritual. So in the via espiritual, okay. you go to to uh, a monastery. That's and then you go down and then you take a boat to Padron. So you walk from Padron all the way up.
1: Oh, nice, nice, beautiful, um,
0: but different yeah, than the I, other way from from Tui.
1: Different route, yeah. I mean, this one is um, it's between a place called Teo. And and Santiago de Compostela. Anyway, the last five six kilometres is a very very big hill, and kind of halfway up that hill is one cafe, and it's the only kind of place to or the first place, should I say, to get a drink and something to mm-hmm. eat on the way up that big hill. That owner of that cafe I spoke to, he said, you know, he gets maybe a thousand people pass by there. You know, I don't know how often, but he's got like someone on the street caught in for custom. All of that custom will be gone, zero. So how are these places going to stay alive? So I know. that's when we're going to need the help of the infrastructure back. And yeah, and, and I think it's, I, I'm feeling the effects of that as well. My job is, is mainly in tourism, but, um, that's all gone to uh, my, my income just dropped to zero overnight mm-hmm. as soon as we did the, 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 the lockdown, but the states of emergency. But you know, we just have to adapt. We have to pivot and adjust and find another way to make a living. And thankfully, my book is making a little bit of money for me. So if anyone wants to buy that and help us out, look oh, on course. Amazon. Of yeah, course. Yeah, we.
0: Yeah, we. <laughs> will put the the link for sure. You know, on the web, and, and we will put the link on the on the Instagram for everyone to to go and get your book and and to read it because you know. I think now more than ever is the time that we need to read something. And also if, if it's right, you know, in a humorous way, in a funny way. It's, the Camino is also funny. The Camino is, you know, it's really deep, but it's at the end, it's, it's something of, it's joyful, you know. Sometimes the book, The Camino, and everything is too deep. And I remember, you know, a lot of funny stories of The Camino. And we have to now more than ever, you know, to get a smile off. Because Exactly. Uh, what is the point of, you know, looking at the, the, the other side of the wall? As you say, the only way is wet, so...
1: It certainly is, and the next book is, is going to be on the Portuguese Camino, and that's the only way is north. <laughs> so, so uh, what will be then?
0: On what will be next? The, the only way is south, and the only way is, no, is north? Well, well, it's going
1: to be the only way is south, the Camino Inglés. Okay. <laughs> and then the only way is, shall we say, southwest, Camino del Norte.
0: <laughs> so, you're going to have to, to walk around the whole cardinal? <laughs>
1: exactly. No, but oh. I'm, I'm joking but there's the I'm definitely going to be writing I am in I actually have already started The Only Way Is North.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, so you know it's um I love to write, I love to sing, I love to entertain and for me writing is a way of doing that and I will continue to do it for as long as I possibly can.
0: <laughs> we hope so, too. So, also, you have, you know, as we were saying at the beginning, we are, we are well, both in the in the podcasting world and now has become so huge. You know, everybody is is podcasting about almost everything. I think you can find a podcast about any kind of subject, you know, hobby that you have out there. I don't know if you have any weird hobby that you listen to a podcast or something. I'm like, I listen to a couple of weird podcasts myself. But I think it's such a great you know, way of getting to people nowadays. Uh, I don't know why did you start your podcast, if you can tell us a little bit about your your podcasting career.
1: Yeah, I mean, thanks for mentioning mentioning that, Jose. I mean, we both are Camino de Santiago podcasters, and my aim when I started the podcast, when I, when I wanted to walk the Camino and I needed some help, I thought it would be amazing to have a podcast talking about just focusing on planning, preparation, Mm-hmm. and packing, and I, I felt like I needed that help. So not not all Camino pilgrims are going to need that kind of help, especially yeah. returning pilgrims. Maybe they already refined their routines, but for first-time pilgrims and for those that are re- looking to refine their routines, I thought it would be excellent to have a source out there where we talk to pilgrims who have already, who have already walked the Camino, and we mm-hmm. focus on exactly what they packed, things they – Need thinks things they wish they would have taken with them, things they left behind, and that's why I started the podcast. And one of the great things about doing the podcast is I get to talk to pilgrims like yourself, to connect with pilgrims from all over the world, and to relive each other's caminos, which is I know always amazing because, like we both said, you know, you can talk about those experiences like standing at the Cape Finisterre and seeing the sunset or walking down those steps and hearing the bagpipes within the grounds of the Camino de Santiago Cathedral, um, Camino, sorry, the Santiago de Compostela Cathedral, and you are backing back in your Camino just by talking about it in that, that exact moment. So if anyone's listening they want to... Want to some help with their planning and packing for the Camino and find out the mistakes that others have made, you know, they're more than welcome to tune in to Camino, the Santiago Pyramids podcast.
0: Yeah, that would be nice. Maybe we should, you know, do a one. Now that we are all stuck at home, we'll get all the podcasters of the Camino and do a, a roundtable podcasters, maybe doing, you know, the ten, 10 things that you shouldn't be doing in your Camino, 10 Caminos to walk, maybe it would be a nice thing to do now that all, we are all, you know, carving for, for Camino content.
1: Look, we're all, as far as I'm concerned, you know, we're all the same Camino family. So it's, um, we all provide a different service um, and and that's a, that, that can only be a positive thing.
0: And that's why we say, you know, you talk about some things, we talk about other things and at the end, we are not here for the money. You know, neither us are Absolutely here for not. no it. Everybody that's in the Camino, the, the real ones, even the ones that have a business, you know, and that's something that I always, when I, when I started with the Camino, people were like, why do you only want to talk about pilgrims? I'm like, no, you know, the people with the bars, the people with albergues, a lot of people with small Camino companies, they are there for the love of the Camino. They are making a living out of there because, you know, they found out that that was the way they want to they wanna live. But for so sure they're not making millionaires and, and not, not even sometimes even surviving. So we need to have in mind that a lot of, you know, the small companies, and once it's over, you know, the big mm-hmm. companies usually, they, they have a way to survive. But they are the small ones, the ones that they're going to need the help of the pilgrims. So if you're going to have to choose, you know, a good restaurant, a big one or a, or a chain, And you see the small little village restaurant go there, you know, try to help the the people that they are going to be really happy.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more.
0: So what's going to be next for for your Camino? You say Camino del Norte, but uh, are you planning any other... I always thought, you know, the the, the wall is huge and there is many Caminos out there. Have you ever think about walking any other Camino out there in the wall?
1: Well, let's say one day I'd like to walk the Pacific Coast Trail... The PCT. Uh, yeah, maybe the Appalachian Trail. I know these are very, very different monsters to the Camino mm-hmm. and you have to carry a lot more stuff. But in all honesty, Jose, the Comida de Santiago is where my heart is.
0: Provides you that's with everything you me, need.
1: Mm-hmm. That's where my passion is. I mean, it's, it's special. It's it not just because it's a walk. It's because it's encompasses everything that's good about spain as well and i might be from britain but mm-hmm. i definitely have a spanish heart there's no doubt about that
0: you know the anyone as i said you know the the where you are born is one thing where you are is another thing and, and when your heart is is another total different thing so
1: yeah, where you're born and where you belong and not always the same, the same thing.
0: Yeah. I have one more question to you, you know, being from, from that you live in Canarias. I'm like, I know that there is a Camino in the Canary Island. I don't know if you can mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about it. There is a Camino de Santiago that starts there.
1: Well, I'm aware of one that crosses over the mountain and mm-hmm. finishes in a place called, I think it's Candelaria. Um and at the church there. I have a friend of mine that's walked it, a friend of mine that is he's Brazilian, he's walked the Camino Frances, he's walked the Camino Portugues. And I have never walked it, and the reason is because it's so so hot here all the time. And I most of the time I am working until yeah. recently. And I don't have the time to do it because I work in, I work at night time normally, mm-hmm. so I don't get to bed until two or three cl- o'clock yeah. in the morning, which means I don't wake up until about eleven ten. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, there's definitely would be an, a nice nice trail to walk, but there's very little shade here. Everything's very dry, um, very dry, very barren.
0: Yeah, the one I was talking about is the one in Gran Canaria, it goes from Mas Palomas till uh, Santiago de los Caballeros. And oh, I think okay. it's a, I wasn't it's aware of that. One. Okay, so there's a three stage and I think it's partner, you know, in a way they call it the Camino de, de Santiago de Gran Canaria. So I, I okay. knew about it a while ago. I met a, a guy that works, works in tourism in in Senegal, you know, but he's from Canary Islands, and he told me about this Camino that what it was like if you have some, you know, and like we would be something great, you know. Canaries is known for more lead relax and and the beauty of the beaches and, and the nice hotels and, and everything. But I would love to, you know, one day, i I never been to the to the islands, but I would love to try this three-day trail there. So maybe once this is over, we can go on, and discover this trail over here. But as you say, there's not many sites in Canary, so I bet summer might might be not the right time to do it.
1: Well, if you if you come to Tenerife, we'll, I'll show you this one that goes from the north to Candelaria, which is another little trail.
0: Then well, right, you will have to do it for sure, so come, <laughs> ca- come in once this is over. I know. I know. I'm. I'm gonna be walking, riding, hiking, biking, doing everything, and I don't want to step one more minute at home that I need.
1: Just use the. Just keep using the elliptical. <laughs> I know.
0: Every day, one hour. That's what I'm trying. <laughs> but I don't know if I'm yeah. gonna make a, a hole in the floor. I'm gonna escape from here. But anyway, Brad, uh-huh. thank you so much for your time. Thank you for for thank your you, love of the camino for doing such a great job with your podcast too. I think you know the the more. We spread the Camino love, the more pilgrims are gonna be there and the the better this world can be. I'm like at the end like the course, you know the Camino you and you can... I
1: always say, yeah, I always say the more pilgrims there are in the world, the better place
0: the world will be. So I couldn't agree more. So true. So as we always say, you know, buen camino and we Brad. Igualmente, thank you very much. Cheers Jose. One more week to El Camino People, the podcast, with me, your host, Josemar Adonaz. If you like our show and want to know more about the Camino Santiago, check our website, elcaminopeople.com. And please leave us a review on iTunes or iBooks on Spotify. And if you have any ideas about topics, fill up the information, the form that you have on, on the notes of the program. Also, we invite you to visit Bradley's website and to check his book. We will be back next week with more Camino. Until then, all treasure.